Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett Plus again, producer Bruce. Hello, Bruce. He is back. Welcome back. He so, is. so today we're going to have another guest on the episode. What? Yeah. I guess you're right. We're going to have another guest? Yeah. Um, we planned it, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, technically Bruce planned it. It's true. You're right. So Bruce, good job, Bruce. Bruce hooked us yes, up with, with another guest on oh, wow. today's episode. Class for Bruce. So do uh, you want to kind of read out a little bit of the first bullet point? We'll kind of go through maybe a little bit of that. Yeah. So as mentioned uh, on one of our previous producer specials uh, this season, which was episode four, um, the three of us, uh, plus a few you know, other lucky producers, including Bruce, uh, were able to obtain our level one beer enthusiast certification through the Prudhomme Beer Certification Program. Yes. Yes. So during this episode, we talked about our experiences with the certification, what we liked, some potential revisions to the curriculum, etc. We also noted that there are more levels available to go into greater detail about all the aspects of creating, serving, and enjoying the different styles of beer. This is true. So we wanted to reach out to Roger and have him on the podcast to explain more about what Prudhomme has to offer and why you should be taking the course. So... We'll go through some of the questions that we have for him, talk about a little bit of our experience, and uh, really kind of get uh, a basic foundation. Yes. Good? I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, why don't you give us a little bit of this? Good. Yeah. So uh, next, you're going to hear us and our conversation with Roger Mittag. We are here with Roger Mittag. So, uh, Roger, first of all, thank you for joining us. Um, and, of course, Roger is the founder and owner of Prude Home Beer Certification. Uh, so, Roger, maybe we'll just give you uh, some time to kind of introduce yourself uh, and kind of what do you do? I don't know what I do. I do so much, I suppose. <laughs> um, my name is Roger Mittag. I am uh, founder of of Prudhomme Beer Certification. I also have a company called Thirst for Knowledge. So um, I have spent over 25 years um, trying to help people to understand a little bit more about beer. And I think that's the way that, you know, I look at it. I, I look at myself more as an educator these days than anything else. Um, but it's working with people that just want to know a bit more about beer. It's working with breweries, with hospitality, uh, folks, anybody where we can make the beer world a better place is kind of where I envision myself. Nice. Awesome. Yes. So for our listeners who, uh, you know, we've talked about the Prude Home certification in the past, but for listeners who may not be familiar with it, can you kind of explain exactly what that is, kind of what it entails? Sure. Um, I developed it in 2009. Um, and it's primarily a beer education program, and there's four different levels to it. Uh, the first one, which you guys have taken, is called Beer Enthusiast. And it covers a gamut of information, uh, anywhere from ingredients, how to, how to understand brewing techniques, not how to become a brewer, um, history, whole bunch on glassware, how to serve and pour beer properly, uh, some information on draft, and then some beer and food as well. And that's that's what I look at as the stepping stone to the rest of it. And then level two goes into everything in a bit more detail. 
So there's more information on everything that you could possibly imagine. Plus, we introduce some insights and trends. Uh, level three is our sommelier program. And level four is a master sommelier program. The, the last two start to get really heavily uh, influenced on the sensory side of it. So we spend a lot of time on beer styles. Um, but it is primarily an education platform. That's how we, we like to help people learn. So uh, you mentioned the glassware program. I, I am a very big enthusiast, if you will, of uh, glassware. So would you say that, uh, I mean, I would say that's probably the most important module. Would you say that there <laughs> is um, a most important module of the entire enthusiast program uh, or like one more important than the others? Or, and if so, what would you say that it might be? Yeah, I don't think one is more important. In the end, I think that it's every individual who enrolls in the cl in the course gets something different. Um, and you know, for you, Chris, you you right. love glassware, mm -hmm. and that's a really important thing to you. There's you know a ton of people that work in the industry that might find the draft section really important. I've got some people tell me the other day that they absolutely just love the whole historical aspect so it wasn't designed for yeah, one yeah, totally. one particular chapter module to become the most important they're they're basically links that join together yeah i think that's what we found too is the the cohesiveness of all the modules coming together really made sense because it, it provided a great foundation um, from the historical standpoint to glassware and what the industry standards are and then um, moving through just the different types of um, styles of, of, of beer. And it was very uh, broad, which was nice to get kind of like a holistic high level approach. Um, and I think that was one thing that we all thought, uh, kudos to you for putting the, the program together, is it's a really nice kind of introductory um, kind of dive in, yeah. um, very palatable, if you will. And um, it, it's good, I think, for anybody who is you know, just getting into the industry, whether that is uh, into brewing or if they're just, you know, a, a fan of craft beer and want to know a little bit more is it's it's very approachable. Thank um, you. So I think that's one of the things that we liked about it. You know what? You guys um, on your previous podcast were really kind and I loved listening to it and you gave the program a ton of accolades and and uh, and I'm I'm just really happy that you found the time to be able to talk about it, but that you also enjoyed the course because that's where I get the most pleasure is when people enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we definitely got a lot out of it and definitely enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, and I think that's one thing that we all say when we looked at each other was like, um, there's, there's value to any kind of education that you get, right? Um, you yeah. can take somebody's job away from you, but you can't take away the education. Once you've learned it, you've learned it. And um, we all looked at each other and said, oh, I like this piece or I like this piece. And um, it was really nice because it spoke to who we were as, as podcasters too, because we all like different styles, mm -hmm. but we appreciate other styles. Same thing with the course is I really enjoyed certain aspects. I like the history portion of it. Chris liked the glassware. I'm more of the draft portion of it. So. <laughs> what about the food pairings? Yeah, oh, big on the food that. pairings as well, for sure. <laughs> but, but it all came together. So it's nice to have different perspectives on it. But again, from a holistic kind of approach, um, we all found something that we enjoyed. And uh, it was very, again, very approachable. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to go, Brett? You have no, a, you, I pointed at you. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, this kind of gets into a little bit of just uh, situational or where we were at before. But with the pandemic, did you find the program increased, decreased, or stayed, you know, kind of consistent on where they were in terms of participation? Uh, massive decrease. 
um, because the, the program was built for classroom and clearly the pandemic stopped, right. you know, 99% of the classes. We, we had a, a few classes running in between when we got breaks, but um, it, it was a massive decline. And on top of that, um, people left the industries. Um, mm. So a lot of my restaurant clientele were, since they couldn't open, there was no benefit to them to doing it. Um, same with breweries. Breweries were just, I think all of my clients were busy trying to keep the doors open. And um, I also think that, um, well, the classroom clearly suffered. Um, there seemed to be a bit more interest in the online. Um, but I'm still, I'm still optimistic that we can, we can get back and grow it back again slowly. But it, it was a massive decrease. And, um, you know, you always have to be concerned when, when business drops, but I'm not the only one. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're in the, uh, the boat by yourself. And I think that's one thing that we wanted to showcase through the podcast is, um, there's different avenues. And I think this is really, uh, again, kudos to you on, on how you set up the, the business model, right? Um, you, cause you can go ahead and it's an education piece to those who are in the industry, but then it's also an education piece for just, you know, average individuals who want to go out there and try. And so, yes, it is only one, um, one level, but it, it caters to a uh, different clientele. So I think from our standpoints, we can see how there'd be a decrease, especially from the industry side of things. And it's our responsibility as a, as craft beer consumers, I feel like to be educated, um, in craft beer. And so hopefully, uh, through the podcast and, and other promotions is that we can go ahead and lift and increase the participation, especially in that, uh, level one, uh, because more knowledge is good knowledge, right? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, so I will I say, I saw you uh, had a beer in your hand there. I did. <laughs> Sorry. I, I saw that you had a beer in your hand there. Uh, what what uh, what exactly are you drinking today? What's your favorite style of beer? What's your go-to beer there? Uh, favorite style? Um, it, that is a fascinating question. I, uh, um, I, I get asked that all the time. Um, I don't have a brand that I go to, mainly because I work with a lot of different breweries and I can't just find that I showcase one particular brand. Um, for the most part, I love Pilsner's and Hellas's. My heritage is German. And I think that probably plays into why I like those. But I also find them easy to drink. Um, there's enough complexity in there for me that I know if it's well made or not. Um, but, you know, the other thing, Brett, um, because it's such a good question, I always tell people that my beer choices depend on situations. They depend on what time of day it is, what I'm eating, who I'm with, how I'm feeling. So there's multiple different options for me, but, um, you know, my go-to style would probably be Pilsner's or Hellas's. All right. I think that's fair. I, yeah. I know that if you're, you know, have a slow sipper, like a heavy alcoholic stout, if you really don't like the person, you're not going to go ahead with that one. Uh, <laughs> or you might go with many of them. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. No, yeah, you fair. might do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then get an Uber out of there. Um, with respect to kind of going back to a little bit of the program, um, how often do you tweak the program? Is is there changes that you're always looking to evolve it? Um, do you kind of keep the same kind of program uh, for each level, or or what kind of goes into it? What's what's the the thought process behind each one of them? Um, 
That's another really good question. Um, I probably review the program uh, two to three times a year just to make sure that um, specifically for the online, but also for PowerPoint in the classroom, just to make sure that the slides are interesting, that they're up to date, that I've got good graphics in there, good imagery in there. Um, Content for level one doesn't get changed very often and content for level two only gets changed once a year. And that's because there's a part on insights and trends that needs to be updated on a yearly basis. Um, level three and four, I'm probably tweaking it a couple times a year. And for the most part, most of the changes that I'm making are based on feedback. So one of the things I liked about the last time you guys did your podcast reviewing Prudhomme was that you came up with some thoughts about the testing, the online testing. And so that's one of the changes that I'm making right now is to get rid of anything that's not an intuitive answer. So anything that's that's fill in the blank is going to get removed because it constantly creates problems. People can't spell the way nice. that I spell. So um I ask for feedback all the time from people within the classes. Um, uh, during the pandemic, I made a huge change. So there was a couple things that I did. One is we went to, instead of just online and classroom, we went to a remote class. And the remote class gives you access to the online program, but it also gives you an hour and a half a week with me. So we do tastings and we talk about the industry. We talk about any questions that people have during beer. So that was a big change. And we launched um, level three in a remote class this year. And I'd never, I'd never even thought about doing that. Um, so now I've got, I'm, I'm actually the only beer education program in the world that's got that sommelier program in an online. Every, every other sommelier program is classroom only. And we're now hoping that we can reach primarily across the country. Um, and then we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But I'm, I'm constantly trying to make it state of the art. I think it's the best program in the world, but you have to stay on top of things as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, the um, industry always changes. The yeah. education will always change, right? It's ever evolving. And I think that, that was going to be like the follow-up, right? What's the future for the, the program kind of look like? And you kind of dovetailed that into your last answer. So I won't uh, bore you with answering that unless there's anything <laughs> additional. But I think like to hear that you are incorporating some of the feedback that we provided about the program, that's awesome to hear. Because, you know, like we mentioned in, in our previous episode, we enjoyed or we, we really liked, I don't know, 99.8% of everything except for kind of that that piece about the question. So the fact that you're kind of taking that into consideration is awesome to hear because, you know, that shows that you're not stubborn, like this is my program, this is the way I'm doing it. So that's awesome to hear that you you like to get that feedback. And I think yeah. one thing just to kind of go off of what Chris is saying is some people might be enjoying some of these beers uh, while doing the test and uh, spelling might get a little bit, uh, you know, a little wonky near the end of it. So <laughs> Some might call that hazy. Yeah, a little hazy. <laughs> yeah, some might. Yeah, you know what? I, um, I, so first of all, it's nice that you say I'm not stubborn, but I think I am, um, at, at least, um, in, some, <laughs> in, in some things. But, um, you know, I, I started 
doing it with uh, fill in the blank because it's it's different keystroking than it is checking a box. And I'm always looking for ways for people to retain information. The problem with the system is that it's not counterintuitive. So it doesn't sit there and figure out what you meant. Um, so I, I get that. And I've heard right. that from other people before. I've just been very slow to, to make that change. But after you guys um, talked about it, and, and I think it was the way that you gave me the feedback that prompted me to say, okay, like that needs to change and it needs to change soon. So, um, you know, one of the other things that I'm incorporating into the program was something I learned from watching um, a series of videos on education versus learning. And what this particular person said was that online learning is the future. And if you're going to do online learning, then lecture format needs to be in the online and testing needs to basically be open book, open note. Um, so I actually took that concept and have changed all of my testing practices in classroom as well. So everything that we do is open book. And the rationale behind that is you don't learn anything from memorizing something. And if you do, you learn it for a short period of time. Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you're retaining right. it. And so what I want is for people to have access to a book, to be able to go through it and then have that book for reference later on. Okay. No, that's, that's great. That's good. Some good uh, knowledge. And speaking of, you know, the thirst for knowledge and, and Prudhomme, what's kind of like next for you, right? Is it uh, more expansion? Is it just kind of staying where we're at? What's kind of the next go-to for Roger um, and the company? Well, I'm working actually with Cider Canada to put the Prudhomme name behind a beer enthusiast, the level one cider program that's going to come out either later this year, or earlier or next year. I'm not really doing any of the development. Um, I'm going to review it and make sure that it fits within the format that I'm looking for. And then we're going to use my platform to use that. Um, I'm not really looking to expand Prudhomme per se, but I've realized that a lot of people don't necessarily. And I think that you guys mentioned this as well. Um, not everybody wants everything that's in that program. And so what I've done is I've used an old trademark that I had called the beer school, and we've started to segment out information in a way that isn't certificate bound, but just provides information to people that might want it. So there's you know basics on how beer is made, what kind of ingredients, how it's brewed, and then a variety of other aspects to it. So, and I'm trying to cut, I'm trying to cut in a whole bunch of videos now that are basics that talk about beer styles and give people some basics that aren't very long. And I've realized that, um, a lot of times people don't have six to eight hours to commit to something, especially in this, in this day and age, people want things Mm -hmm. easy and quick. So I'm trying to, um, reduce the impact of time on people just to learn about beer and trying to give them a little bit more just snippets if they want. Oh, that's, yeah, that's very good. good. Um, I guess when you kind of get that cider program up and running, if you guys need, you know, some guinea pigs, uh, we'll be more than happy to, uh, we love to, a good cider to, to, to run through it. Um, just let us know, keep us in the loop. Yeah. It's always, always nice to have that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I think we're we're kind of wrapping this up soon here. Uh, we appreciate your time, but um, Christmas is around the corner. Um, we think that this is a great gift uh, again for the individual who does enjoy craft beer, uh, mm-hmm. because you do get a little piece of everything. Um, I, I think it is important for uh, the average kind of consumer to to be involved in, in what they're having, um, to understand again how it was made, why it was made the way it was. Um, and again, the, the history for me is a very important piece because without it, we wouldn't be where we're at today. We wouldn't have a podcast and your thirst for knowledge might just be on H2O. Uh, but that changes everything. So, uh, <laughs> if you could let us know where we can find more information, where our listeners can find more information about the program, um, any of that uh, information that you want to have, uh, out there, please go ahead. This is your time on the mic. Sure. Um, they can. Check out the website at tfkbeer.com. That's the easiest place to find more information. All the course outlines are on there. Classrooms are already posted for next year. Online is there as well. Um, If they want, they can contact me directly. Email is rmittag, M-I-T-T-A-G, at thirstforknowledge.ca. Very good. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, Like I said, we we love the program. Uh, We enjoyed uh, having this conversation with you and and giving you the opportunity to tell all our listeners all about the program. And we hope that they uh, take the chance to check it out as well. And hopefully they get as much value uh, out of it as we did. So again, thank you so much for taking the time um, to to speak with us today. Oh, you're very welcome. And when are you guys doing level two? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, well you know uh, what we'll uh we'll talk offline about that yeah but, uh, it, is, it is something that i think we want to do yeah, um, yeah so, kind, of, kind of move through the program so yep. you, you got us rope a doped in <laughs> good thanks thanks roger all right thanks guys That's going to be all for today's producer special. Thank you again, Roger, for coming on the podcast. And we hope we've inspired some of our listeners to take the plunge into some continuing education in one of our favorite topics. Absolutely. Yeah. Beer Beer is definitely one of our favorite topics. Uh, So thank you again for listening. Keep on listening. Every other Thursday is the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for these unique producer specials. And remember, drink responsibly, don't trick and drive, and get your certification. There it is. So from all of us and producer Bruce, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. (laughs) 